homemade ice cream. Those three words conjure deep summer like few others do. And if we're going to take the time to make homemade ice cream, we want to do it right. So with that in mind, our managing producer, Sally Swift, turned to our kitchen science sage, Molly Birnbaum, executive editor of Cook Science from America's Test Kitchen. Hey, Molly, good to have you back. Thanks for having me. So it is the time of year for homemade ice cream, and I bet you have some ideas for us. I sure do. We've been very busy in the world of ice cream over at Cook Science at America's Test Kitchen. We actually went to something called the Penn State Ice Cream Short Course this past winter, where we (laughs) learned a ton of things. And who was there? Who wasn't there is the question. So I went with my colleague Dan Souza, and there were 120 other people in this seven-day-long course, which is legendary. It's been going on for more than 100 years straight. Um, And it was the who's who of ice cream, and it has been for a long time. Some of the big greats from the largest ice cream companies have come through this course. Jenny Britton Bauer, who founded Jenny's Splendid Ice Creams out of Ohio, came to this course in 2000, and that helped her launch her own ice cream business. And I would imagine Ben and Jerry attend? One of the two, Ben (laughs) or Jerry, has definitely attended this ice cream short course. So what did you figure out about ice cream there? So this short course was to learn about the science of mass market ice cream, which I quickly learned is very different than the science of homemade ice cream. When we were there, we were actually working on a recipe for frozen yogurt at America's Test Kitchen. So we had a lot of questions. And what we learned is that ice cream is incredibly complicated, not just for home cooks, but for food scientists. It filled seven straight days of classes just about (laughs) ice cream. There was a lot there. Wow. I suppose it's a very fragile thing. Ice cream is incredibly fragile. There are so many places to go wrong. I mean, what you're doing is you're combining relatively simple ingredients, but you're trying to make something that is incredibly smooth and creamy and stays that way. If it gets too warm, if it gets too cold, if it goes up and down in temperature, if you don't have enough fat, things can get icy, and that's the worst. So what did you figure out about your frozen yogurt experiment? Our goal was to make a classic, tangy, plain frozen yogurt recipe. And what we were finding as we were making it is that when we used Greek yogurt from the supermarket, which is, you know, a pretty dense, thick, tangy, delicious yogurt, we were getting frozen yogurt at the end that was a little bit chalky and a little bit dusty feeling, which wasn't that great. But then when we took plain whole milk yogurt and we drained it of whey, which is the liquid that comes, you know, in a in a yogurt, we got a much better texture. So we were very curious what what was going on there. Well, that makes no sense because Greek yogurt is essentially drained yogurt. So did you figure it out? We did. We asked around a lot when we were at the Penn State ice cream short course. And we ended up speaking with an ice cream expert named John Hopkinson of DuPont. And he, what he told us is that the combination of low pH and high protein, and Greek yogurt has a lot more protein than regular whole milk yogurt, uh, can produce that dusty, chalky quality that we noticed. He also told us that commercially produced Greek yogurt is strained by centrifuge. So they get rid of that way by using a centrifuge, and that process can damage the proteins and increase the likelihood of a chalky defect. Wow, that is really, that is delicate. 
right? There's so many things that can go wrong. So it sounds like it's really about controlling the water in a way. Good ice cream is about controlling the water because the water is what creates the ice crystals. And bad ice cream is icy ice cream. So in your recipe, you are buying whole milk yogurt, you're draining it, and then you're using that as your base that you freeze in an ice cream maker. Yes, we also use a little bit of unflavored gelatin to help trap the water in there so it doesn't become, you know, icy, ice crystally. Sugar, Lyle's golden syrup, which is an invert sugar, which depresses the freezing point Mm. of the mix a little bit and helps it stay smoother and creamier when you freeze it, and a tiny bit of salt, and that's all. And then my big question is, does it have to be full fat, or can you use low-fat yogurt for frozen yogurt? For this particular recipe, you definitely need the full fat. It makes a much creamier, more delicious end product. How did I know you were going to say that? (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Thanks, Molly. Thank you so much. Molly Birnbaum is executive editor of Cook Science from America's Test Kitchen. Now, you can find that master recipe for frozen yogurt and more information about Cook Science at our website, SplendidTable.org.